welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast. Spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Laura. We're back again. We are. Hello, wonderful listeners. Hi. Here we are again. What are we speaking about this week? Actually, I know what we're speaking about this what week. What are we talking about this I'm week, I'm pretty Lara? excited. We're going to talk about chakras. Woohoo! Energy centres. Chakra. 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 <laughs> chakra. So some listeners might be very familiar. I'm sure we've all heard the word before, but um, we'll probably put some photos up on the socials about what we're talking about and the different levels and the different colours and what areas they're associated with in our body. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about all that encompasses that in Tracy's world as well as um, just some wonderful general information on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's go. And then we also have a cool listener story. Thank you, thank you, thank you, listeners from our, everywhere. Our listeners are so cool. However, yeah. I have a little issue. Oh. What is with all the people not listening in chronological order? <laughs> we just had this chat off air. Seriously. You I don't know how it. you do it. But you also said that about your book too, when people read the whole way through yeah, maybe and then I'm have the to weird go one. back. Because you said you would read it, do the exercise, read it, do the exercise. Mm. So maybe there's just lots of, you know, people sit in one camp, people sit in the other. I, I think I'm a back-to-backer and then revisitor because I have to get through it, have to have to know it and then go back to yeah, fair the enough. bits. And then with the podcast, I'm guilty of listening to things all out of order. And I honestly don't think that our podcast is one where people have to listen to the first one first and the second one second. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think... For me, it's just a um, like we have so many little inside jokes and yeah, little things little that things. we say. It's like um, when when I listen to like Morbid, my favorite podcast, like I listen, I've listened to it in chronological order, and I just think I have so many giggles because I remember the things that they've spoken about before. Yes, and I'm like, I, it feels richer. It's like a, a richer experience when you listen to podcasts when you kind of know. The ins, the ins and outs. The inside jokes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it was just something that I was just like, mm, there's been so many people saying that lately that I just don't get it. But I get it, but I don't get it. I and get I it. get it. No judgment. No, yeah, absolutely <laughs> no guilty. judgment. It's just something that was just like a... You're hmm. surprised. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I am. I don't know what I am. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're, you're our Tracy and we love you. You're our Stacey Tracy and we all love you. Don't we, listeners? So anyway, now that that's out of the way, (laughs) if anyone's still hanging around to hear about chakras, let's dive in. Okay. So um, we're going to, we're going to do the chakras in order. Is everyone okay with that? Like we're not going to just do like out of (laughs) order. Jump around. Jump up and get down. Blame it on the rain. That song has been in my head all day. Really? Yep. Oh. Um. Okay, so first of all, we have like 
um, a ridiculous amount of chakras in our body. There's more than just the typical ones seven. that we see. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. most people know the main seven chakras, sure. which is what we're going to focus on today. But yep. there's upwards of like 112 or something chakras within wow. our body. They're tiny and they're everywhere. That we've got heaps in our hands. They're in our body. Yeah. yeah they're yep. everywhere. But there's also some that are like out of Correct. our body too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. in our energetic bodies. Yes. Yeah. Still within our field, like you say. Yeah. Yep. Within our human experience. Gotcha. So we're going to talk about the seven main ones today though. Yes. And so people would usually uh, recognize these by when you see colors. So it's like almost like rainbow in a way um, that moves from red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo and purple or clear. Uh, And one of the... uh, the things that most people that come to me are surprised to hear about is that the root chakra, the one that sits just below your tailbone is the number one chakra, not the other way around. So the top of your head, your crown chakra is not the number one chakra. It's the seventh chakra. Yeah. So we're going to face up baby. Yes. So if you can imagine just sitting down on your butt, and the, the part of you that connects to the earth or to the ground is where your root chakra sits, the energy. And in many um, cultures and in many um, sacred belief systems, uh, it's believed that energy enters your root chakra from different sources and forces and courses and horses and whatever. There you go. Yeah. So Kundalini, for example, believes that the serpent period, the serpent period. Mm-hmm. Oh, serpent period. <laughs> Is that the, Aunt Flo? Or? Mm, yeah. The serpent spirit rises oh, yes. up through the root chakra. And so it's sort of like the entry point, which is a bit gross if you think about the way that you would imagine a serpent. A bit gross. <laughs> <laughs> Only with you and the visuals that you somehow managed to conjure all the time. Oh, because I'm a visual person, all right? Giant <laughs> it's part of my job. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry. I don't know how spiritual a tapeworm would be, but just mm. just saying. Okay. So. Well, it is a creature. <laughs> it is, but not as spiritual as serpents, no. shall, we, shall we assume? Let's go back to serpent talk and I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and here you are going, yeah, you and your visuals and I the way apologize. your mind. I know. You're the one. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Christmas. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So you've got your root chakra. Yes. Now... After the root chakra is the sacral chakra. Sorry, the root chakra is red. Red. Yep. For the root. Yep. And so I'm going to quickly just take you through the Base. names of them and the colors. Yep. Yeah. And then we're going to go and spend a little bit more time on each of them. And then what I'll probably do is uh, take you through um, how the chakras can be um, thought of or you can you can – start to think about them in terms of where you are on your spiritual journey right now and it can give you an idea of where you've got to go on your spiritual journey. So road mapping it. Uh-huh. Cool. So your root chakra is red and it's number one. Your sacral chakra is number two and it's orange. Your solar is number three and it's yellow. Your heart chakra is green and it's number four. Sorry, I said that around the wrong oh. way. I was like, oh, what did I say that I didn't do the right way? Um, your heart, your throat chakra is number five and it is blue. 
Your uh, third eye chakra is number six and it is like indigo, like a dark blue, dark purple. Yeah. And then your crown chakra is number seven and it is like a violet, like a, a, a like an almost like an iridescent purpley violet light. That can also be white, like you were saying. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's like, if you look at it, it's not white, but it kind of can appear white. Like yep. A little bit like iridescent things can. It's kind of like they're a bit, wow. some of the aqua a bit, a bit violet a bit kind of rainbowy in between. Sounds beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's very pretty. <laughs> and that's actually what I see a lot um, as a medium. Really? Yeah. And it's what I see, like that color is what I get. Um, it's not... It's not often, but sometimes I get it from the spirit guides too when they're really happy with the person. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so it's kind of like... Um, it's always such a positive mm, it's validation. Like, yeah, oh, so wow. usually what's standard for me when I get validation from spirit or from media or from like people have crossed over is um, tingles, like I get shivers. Um, and there's the different parts of me will shiver based on what it is that they're trying to validate or convey but on the rare occasion you'll get your spirit guides um appearing to me as that that bright um iridescent violet light um and it only happens for a really brief almost like a flash of lightning um but I can stand still in that and and expand the time and experience it wow and it is like um it's like a color We've had this conversation recently about black and black and white and white. Yes. And it's so like, it's like a color that, um, it's like you're seeing new colors that you've never seen before. And it's really hard to explain because as humans, we don't have a name for it. Yeah. Um, But the closest thing you'll get to it is like a a, a white violet light, sometimes a bit aquary light as well. Cool. So... Our first chakra, our base chakra, our root chakra, number one is red. And it's kind of like a deep blood red, not like a bright fire engine red. But yep. red is red, but it's a deep blood red. Now, nice cab serve. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So our root chakra is our center that is responsible for our sense of belonging and grounding and safety and security. So... It's essentially that that center that I want everyone to think about as our our center that is almost like the switch for our our survival mode, our fight, flight, and freeze. So if we are in a situation where we feel unsafe or threatened um, or vulnerable, then our root chakra is usually activating. Uh, and now our these are energetic um, like uh, energetic systems within our body that are. They're, they're, they're bringing in energy and they're pushing energy out, almost like a tornado is shaped, like in a cyclical... A, it's spinning, isn't it's it? It's spinning. But it's, it's spinning, it's not just spinning in a direction, it's spinning outwards and inwards. So it kind of like a... Oh, like, like a vortex. Yeah, like vortex-y. a vortex, kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, um, it kind of, oh man, I feel like there's a word, but it's not coming to my mind. Yeah. Like... um. I'm just picturing like a slinky that's also rotating. <laughs> yeah, except shaped like with a, like a funnel. A funnel. Yeah. Oh, wow. So if you can imagine um, coming out from the – so chakras, if you can imagine, sit um, facing the way we face when we look forward, but they also face out of us at the back. 
Yeah, so it's like that. Correct. Okay. For all our listeners that For can see listeners. you do that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're stand, like just imagine um, Laura standing right now and she's turned to the side and you want to think about coming out of, it's not the root chakra, but coming out of say her heart chakra and all the other chakras except for the crown and the root, coming out from the front of her body, so going forward in front, okay. in front is the um, a, a vortex shape that goes out and it can come back in. So it goes out and in and out and in, but shaped like a tornado coming out of your body. Wow, okay. And then the same happens from your behind. So out from your back and going behind you is the same shape in reverse, like a trumpet almost mm-hmm. coming out of you. Hmm. And the the smaller the um, or the the closer your um, your chakra's energy spin is to you, the more closed it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the the further out it is, the more open it is. Sometimes though, what you can get is that it can be not spinning in the right direction. So depending, because yeah, that can happen, right? Yeah, it happens a lot. So depending on who teaches you, uh, because it is different for many different teachings. But the Kundalini method, for example, with the serpent spirit rising, says that the serpent comes up through the root chakra and then weaves itself like a snake, or it snakes itself through each of the chakras. Therefore, the root chakra is um, working in um, it's open and it's healthy when it is spinning in a clockwise direction and then the sacral would be spinning in an anti-clockwise direction if you were looking at it and then the next one would be the clockwise, the next one anti-clockwise and so forth until it comes out the top. Mm-hmm. So the Kundalini method would, would suggest that that's how it moves. In opposing directions. Correct. One on top of the other sort of stacking. Yeah. But then there are other belief systems where they're, no, they're just all running in a clockwise direction right. and if they're running in a anti-clockwise, then you're fucked. Oh. Kind of. Gotcha. Not really. But that chakra is fucked, kind yeah. of. Apparently. Not literally. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Well, um. moving right along. <laughs> so if you can imagine the, the root chakra being that center for your sense of security and belonging when it comes to your emotional and your mental well-being. In your physical well-being, though, your root chakra encompasses the organs that exist in a certain um, area around that same um, location so the energy of that spinning chakra if it's going in a clockwise direction then all of the organs that are in that space of that chakra will be healthy and they'll be functioning properly if your root chakra is shalata then then there'll be problems with the organs that you're experiencing physically so if you're someone who suffers with a physical symptom, chances are that's how someone like me would be able to marry it with your emotions and your mental health. Um, and then then we seek to spirit to help understand what it is that your spirit's trying to get you to learn that you're avoiding that is finally physically manifested in this physical symptom. Because that's one of the last manifestations, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the most of the time, one. yes, yep. depending on who you are. Right. Um, so for me, for example, um, sometimes it can be just like a normal person. It can be the, the final sort of symptom to just say, do something about it because we've been telling you all along and this is finally, we're going to have to bring it to your attention physically. Yeah. But um, as a medium, um, 
as a medium, but um, also just because of the work that I've done on myself, I can have... The amount of work you've done on yourself. Yeah. yeah. I can have uh, physical symptoms that like speak really quickly and then disappear. So I don't have, I don't have the actual physical issue. I just have an awareness. Like, so for example, I might get, um, like it's quite common for me to be sitting across from a client and have an organ inside my body, almost do like a hiccup. Um, now that's obviously not mine. Yeah. Uh, and so I can have that for me too sometimes, and I don't have a problem, but it's almost like, if I'm asking for help or I'm asking for direction with what's going on, um, my energy can hiccup an organ and it'll give me an idea of where to look if I can't figure it out any other way. Gotcha. So in that root chakra area, it's it's got the kind of organs in there that are responsible for like your reproductive system, whether you're a male or a female, it's going to be all the same. So if you've got issues around your reproductive system, including... Um, infertility and fertility issues um it's also your your trunk so it's your legs your lower back your feet um your hips so basically anything below your pelvic region is attached to your root chakra energy uh so if you have any issues with legs feet knees hips organs in that area um bowels all of that um you essentially have issues with uh, fight, flight, or freeze, and you probably potentially are stuck in one. Wow. Good um, insightful information. Yeah. So if you're going to get cancer, then it'll probably be in that lower domain, um, bowel cancers, reproductive cancers, those kinds of things, rectal cancer, all that. Rectal cancer. Cancer. <laughs> um, yeah. So... Um, and, and cancer is anger. So, um, and resentment. So if you've got anger and resentment sitting inside of you, plus you've got issues with your root chakra, then chances are you getting cancer. Gosh. Um, it's grim. Yeah, it, but it's, it's the truth. It's just, it's just how we see it. And it's just, um, it's very simply the truth. So deal with it. Well, I mean, it's not Learn, as, yeah. Clear, it's block not, before you get really sick well most people get sick and before it's too late yeah with those particular ones they're very nasty you know mm. you would know mm. they're the kind of cancers in those areas that don't heal too well they're quite Aggressive. quite often not picked up until it's correct gone correct and yeah. there's another reason for that um on a spiritual level too and that's because the people that suffer the most with their root chakra, they're the ones that are avoiding the most too. So they would be com sometimes completely oblivious to the fact that there's anything wrong rather than be denying that there's anything wrong. Like, you know how wow. sometimes there's people yep. that just feel unwell and especially men, they would <laughs> never go to the doctors um, or they just like excuses kind of just like, oh no, you know, it's just a headache or whatever. It's just a pain in the chest or yep. just an upset tummy, just heartburn. Um Whereas people with the lower root chakra um, ailments, they tend to not even be aware that it's there until it's too late. Um, so the next chakra is the sacral. And the sacral is also responsible for um, our reproductive as well um, in certain areas. Um, 
it's the upper reproductive. So you've got like the, um, the uterus and the fallopian tubes and the ovaries and things like that. Um, but then you've also got your adrenals and your kidneys. Um, you've got liver. Liver is also in your solar plexus. So there's some that will overlap. Yeah. Um, and you've got your, um, what else have you got there? You've got your kidneys, you've got bladder, you got your bladder. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you've got kind of those um, urological um, bodily functions in there. Yeah, a lot of your bowels. Your lower intestine, your bowel, yeah. So um, quite often uh, the sacral area will be where things are picked up physically. Uh, but if you – this is where it already you'll start to notice that um, it is a compounding effect. So the root chakra being the first chakra – if it's not like if it's fucked, then every other chakra after that's fucked. So it's really important that the root chakra be be looked after. Unfucked. Unfucked. Unfuck it. <laughs> so in the sacral area, what might happen is this is where you might find um, if you've got the physical issues, but you might also have in emotional and mental and life issues and things starting to show up where um, you've got um, issues with family. So your parents or your children um, in terms of personality types and emotional and mental conflict. Um, Also not being able to have children for no particular reason. So the docs say everything's cool. Don't know why you're not having kids were you going to start looking at the sacral? Um, but the sacral being so closely directly related to the root chakra, you have to work on both of them together. Sure, it makes total sense. Yeah, and it's often um, it's often the for women and for men equally, but for women um, it's often one of the one of the strongest uh, chakras that is linked to their they're who they are their identity is it, it it's um it, because I mean there's a lot of like stereotype that goes towards that too but a lot of who we think we should be and um the uh the kind of um the rules we think we have to live by or the standards we think we have to live by or the way that we think we have to do things that unfortunately still exists in this world yes. um, is, is very closely linked to that sacral. So a lot wow. of the time there's a lot of feminine energy that needs to be unlocked in there too. Right. Um, and then equally with men, um, it can come down to, um, you know, their kind of their relationship with themselves when it comes to um, toxic masculinity uh, and they're, they're either um, very um, like they're a mummy's boy type of guy wow. um, and they, they do really well with that, with that feminine energy um, or they're, they're very anti. Absolutely. Opposite. Yeah. Okay. So that's where that's going to sit. Um, now, this is again where we're going to start to see the merge that kind of goes up so oh and and then the sacral also is our center of trust um we've got intimacy in there as well so obviously with all of the the masculine feminine energy intimacy in there so it can be intimacy issues externally like physical intimacy but then it can also be intimacy in terms of just being able to have intimate conversations where you can tell your truth yeah 
Um, like and trust issues, trust, massive trust issues. Um, but ultimately it comes down to with these two chakras and I didn't mention it in the root chakra, but I will now with all the chakras, but, um, these two, especially you start to recognize that there are external manifestations of the issues that are going on internally, whether physical, mental, or emotionally, but most people at this stage are seeking to find the um, the answer or the healing or, you know, the absolution from external sources as well. Yeah. But this is where we learn uh, from the spiritual perspective that, and you know how much I don't like cliches, but everything you have is from within. So if you are already fucked up with these two then what we're really saying is that your root chakra you need to feel home within yourself basically you need to learn to be alone but not lonely yeah and then in your sacral you need to be able to be intimate with yourself and trust yourself with that intimacy uh and so most people are living their life based on the the, mat, the physical manifestation of their reality of these two chakras and then the other chakras that we're about to talk about are all affected very much so for the rest of our life by these two being skewed. How they are, yeah. Pretty much. Wow, okay. So they're, two, um, they're the two massive chakras that um, I pretty much always bring people back to despite the fact that where they are in their time coming to me is straight in their throat chakra or their heart chakra or even their solar plexus, which is the next three that I'll talk about. Um, so they might be experiencing these problems up there. So they're going to want to talk about those things. But for someone like me who can understand that you don't start at the throat chakra, you have to start at the root chakra. It's about me getting people back to their root chakra and for them to just trust that that's where you've got to go to to be able to even get to that throat chakra in the first place sort of back to base for some solid foundations you have to yeah that makes total sense when you really lay it out like that there's no shortcuts like it is impossible to do it any other way it's not a I wish I could it's not I probably should it's a you must and you have to or no point well there's no point because it's just going to be um it's not going to be authentic and it's not going to vibrate at a sustainable vibration for you to hold so it'll just come back somehow, some way eventually, whether it's tomorrow or in 10 years from now, it's going to come back. Yeah, gotcha. So we move up to the solar plexus. This is the yellow one. It's the third one and it's responsible for our sense of self. So I like to say this is the center where who you are on the outside and who you are in the inside and what makes up the difference in between is what you're living with. So a really great example to use for this is for people who are – um, sexually attracted to people of the other of the same sex, or have are any members of the. I'm going to get this so wrong, so I apologize in advance, but I hope to get it right because I know it changes all the time. The LBGTQI. I think we got them all. I don't know. I Sorry, please, so. someone we enlighten me. We love. Yes, yeah, so someone much. enlighten me teach because us. I really want to get yes. it right. Yeah, teach me, please. Teach yeah. us. Um, but a really great example might be, for example, and I, and I'm going to generalize here. Um, so please, sorry, and forgive me. Um, 
Say, for example, I was um, attracted to women. So I identify as a woman and say I was attracted to women, but I'm married to Matt, my husband. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. So I'm in a heterosexual relationship and the world thinks that I'm heterosexual according to what that means for most people. Sure. But I'm living a lie. I'm actually, I love him. Like that's not the issue, but I'm actually... You're not honouring no. another element Correct. of yourself. Yeah. And that's getting louder and louder and louder for me. Got you. Every time I say louder and louder, I think louder and louder. But anyway, just so oh. you know, that's a word for me that just You're makes me think of you. <laughs> so, no, not, not funny. Go on. So what would happen is who I am on the inside is attracted to females. Someone. Yeah. Who I am on the outside is living a life that does not reflect who I am on the inside. Big discrepancy there. Correct. Yeah. So if you think about all of the things that to, to live that, that life on the outside and to live who I am on the inside, what makes up the difference and the things that I would have to do and say and become and be and, and move in those directions, um, that makes up the difference in the solar plexus. So our solar plexus really is that um, that center of of who we are, our identity. It's right in the middle of them, isn't it? Yeah. And so this one is one that um, I would have to say most people come with an awareness of this in their logical mind that makes sense because if I was to come to me and in the circumstance that we were just talking about in that situation, then I would rationally, logically, intelligently know my situation. It's just that I was stuck. So I could admit it to to myself or yeah. to, to the person in front of me, to you or to whatever. I may, 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 you might be the only person I've ever admitted it to and will ever admit it to, but I can, because in my mind, I know what the problem is. Yep. You just can't see a way around it. I'm stuck. I kind of checkmated myself. It's kind of a big thing. Yeah. 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 So a lot of people at this point at the solar plexus, they start to be able to bring in their human awareness Whereas with the sacral and with the root chakra, there's a, there's a there's a huge disconnect between human awareness and those those issues being related to an emotional or a mental connection. It's all unconsciously Correct. done. It's yes. so primitive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another way that you can think about your solar plexus being where your soul enters. Yeah. It's it's your center of self and who yeah. you are, and you can see the difference between the solar plexus and the sacral, and and how one has that conscious awareness and one doesn't. Sure. So in the solar plexus, you've got the um, like the liver, the pancreas, you've got all those kind of systems. You've got your stomach, um, you've got your gallbladder. Um, yep. You've got all those little organs there that also are very cancer orientated. Um, so if you carry anger and resentment associated with your your dynamic in your life in that gap between who you are and who you are on the inside and who you are on the outside, then you're likely to get cancer in that solar plexus area organs. Mm -hmm. Now, if you um, now go back down to that root chakra again, if you feel safe 
if you feel secure in who you are, no matter where you are, knowing that the world could just blow up all around you and you would still just be okay because like, I mean, you would be as like, you wouldn't be okay, but yes, accepting or who you are isn't rattled. End of it. Yeah. You, You still have your identity. So you've got your root chakra sorted. You're your number one supporter. If your sacral, your second chakra is truthful to itself and intimate to itself and can understand the situation and not bullshit to itself and give itself compassion and love in this situation, then it would care for itself and it would make sure that it stayed safe. If you feel safe, if you can be trusting and intimate with yourself, how, how much of a gap do you think in your solar plexus would you have between who you are on the inside versus who you are on the outside? No gap. No. The only gap that you would experience is incoming. So like whatever you've got coming forward rather than yes. what's been behind you. So we can start again to yes. see how this snake is moving up, so to speak, and how you must start at that root chakra in order for the other chakras to be clear. Now, if, if I came to me and I said, I'm, I'm stuck in this dilemma and someone and I had to turn around and say, um, okay, well, let's just not look at that for a second. I know that to you, that is the end of the world right now or you feel that you're, you've checkmated yourself and you're stuck and there's no way out apart from hurting people and some like Big absolute deals, suffering. Which is why you're stuck. Yep. Yeah. If we can bring you back down here and work on this root chakra yeah. and this sacral chakra, when you get to your solar plexus, not only do you have the balls, the courage, the tits, the vagina, the whatever it is, all the bits, all the bits that you need in order to to have the courage, what you also have is the frequency vibration of truth and authenticity. Mm-hmm. Now, when you start to vibrate from this solar plexus with truth and authenticity as to who you are and it is solid and it has foundation, what do you think the universe is bringing back to you? More of that. Yeah. And more of the evolution. Yeah. Mm. And what it's also bringing back to you is grace and ease. What it's also yeah. bringing back to you is it's going to move things out of the way that threaten you because there is no threat anymore. It's going to move the physical manifestations out of the way that aligned with you when you were in your out of alignment bullshit, fear. And it's going to put the situation externally to, to, to mirror uh, what you're vibrating at. So the solar plexus area is, um, is a beautiful eye. For me, meditation is usually focused around my solar plexus. Um, when I ask for clarity, I almost always have my, tum- my, my hand on my belly. Um, you might have noticed this cause you're quite a, um, observant person, but, um, or even if you've, if a client, like if any listeners have been to see me before, you might have been aware of me sitting with my hand on my belly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do that. Yeah. Do you know why I'm doing that? No. No. It's just to center myself and stay authentic and true. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you've just said all that. Yeah. And yeah. it's something that like 
Sometimes I'm aware of that I'm doing it because I'll do it intentionally. Yes. And other times I'm completely unaware that I'm doing it until I actually take my hand away and I'm like, shut him, I'm putting my hand there. <laughs> and I think it's um, just an unconscious and a subconscious um, way of honoring that I work from my solar plexus. Yeah. And because that's the Tracy part of me that is in this this yep. situation and this dynamic, my crown chakra and my third eye and my throat chakra are all signed over. But that solar plexus is an active participant in the dynamic and my root chakra and my sacral are rooted and grounded and I basically don't have anything to do with them. Yeah. But that solar plexus is where Tracy and Stacy meet. So whenever anyone is suffering with an awareness of who they are on the outside versus who are the inside as being a huge gap, um, one of the one of the most amazing things that you can do is just to learn to bring a connection, a bit of a mind heart connection into that solar plexus area, just under your boobs, under your rib cage, yep. um, and just hold your hand there and just connect it and and just send some yellow light into there and give it a nice um, clockwise direction bath of yellow golden light. Sounds beautiful. Hmm. So then we move up to the heart chakra. And the heart chakra obviously has the heart in it, um, but it's also got the respiratory. Um, it's got ribs and things like that too. Um, it's got it's got um, it's a center for our um, like our vascular yep. center as well, um, our adrenals as well. Um, it's also got our um, help me um, spleen spleen. Um, yeah, I suppose the spleen probably covers. What's the um, – so it's not the um, adrenal. It is the – what's the other system? <laughs> Man, my brain has just gone bleh. Yeah, I'm the nurse and uh, my mind is still just I don't even blank. think it's uh, – I don't know. Um, anyway – my thing also says that it's got um, the thymus gland and all of that sort of stinging there. Right. So when you have any physical manifestations occurring in that area, which many people do. Um, like lymphatic. And yeah, that's the that. word. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Just Thank you. Thank you. That's whoever it. that was. That was the word. <laughs> um, so um, whenever there's any physical symptoms in that area, um, we're looking at holding on to grief. Uh, we're also looking at holding on to forgiveness. Um, and when we look at those two things again, we can experience um, obvious um, fire starters for those two types of things, like maybe the loss of someone, the passing of someone, the end of a relationship or the end of a the end of an era or a sense of identity or whatever. Um, but we can also um, look at um, forgiveness of others, forgiveness of situations, forgiveness of God, whatever your God might be. Um, just it's generally um, if there's issues there, there is the complete opposite of acceptance going on. There's just a lot of denial um, or a lot of avoidance going on. So that center is green. Uh, and is it, it is, sometimes pink as yeah. well? Well, sometimes it's pink, what which is, is that? the rose quartz. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So pink, um, it's interchangeable in some beliefs. In some, yeah. Cause sometimes I've heard it spoken about as pink as well as green and 
It, the pink just comes because of it's the heart. The chakra. heart. Okay. Yeah. So it's you. almost kind of like a yeah a fluffy. Okay. So from a, you know the healer's perspective it's and green. whatnot, it's green. It's green. Yeah. Okay. So but, when from an energetic healing point, we will we will put pink if it needs it when yeah. we heal. Yep. Um, but and that's the love. Yeah, but yep. we're always schooled as green. Got you. Um, so what we have there is if you're if you're, for example, here because like you're with me because someone has died and you're sad, um, then as a healer and as the person that's holding space for you, I can recognize that. You know, you can you can differentiate between someone who's just really sad because there's an event that's called the sadness. Grieving. Yeah. But you can also recognize when the universe is giving you compounding grief and you can see compounding grief in people where they're grieving sort of almost excessive like it sounds really horrible to say it, but there are people who excessively grieve and hold it and they, they sit in it for a lot longer, they find it a lot harder to come out of this is the, the victim uh it is but it's also the fact that they've got some kind of grief for self that they're not that they're not looking at okay and so when the universe starts teaching you through grief you're getting a warning wow so yeah like you're you're kind of when, when the universe starts using grief you're running yep. out of time to get rid of something before something happens yep so forgiveness, maybe acceptance, acceptance, what? acceptance. Yeah. yeah. Because if you think about those two words, forgiveness and acceptance, if you accept something, does it need forgiveness? Yeah. True. Yep. And they almost vibrate the same frequency too. Right. So I always move towards acceptance and then just let people know without them. Because if I say to you, um, I need you to forgive Matt. <laughs> for um his infidelity yeah, for example sure. yeah gotcha but then if i say to you you need to accept matt's infidelity how different do they feel so different yeah they mean two different things and to you the first one to forgive him is probably something you're not going to be able to do but accept it might be something that your rational brain goes i could probably get closer to accepting it than i could be forgiving it so true absolutely at which therefore you're bullshitting yourself yeah (laughs) but it's leaps and bounds different it's language yeah yeah and your own idea of what that entails for sure yeah yeah so there is a lot of um a lot of unpacking usually when people get to their heart space. So if I have someone arriving here who is um, experiencing heart chakra physical manifesting, yeah, um, they're, 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 they're some of my most challenging because they're really rooted in their story because you've got to remember we're now one, There's two, three. Lot. We are now yep. the fourth chakra up. They've gone a long way. You, your roots are firm. And there is a lot of emotion. There is usually a lot of um, patterns of behavior, um, modeling from others. There is usually a lot of self-worth tied up in there too in terms of... um, In a negative way. Well, they don't really know it's negative. Yeah, well, but remember before how you used the word victim? Yes. Kind of like... If 
you know, how do they get their attention? Yep. Um, how do they feel that they've that they're going to have some kind of significance? Yes, they're it's ex they are they getting external ways rather than internal, internal. ways. Yep. Yeah, and so it's almost like pacifying the baby yes. at this yep. stage. And so the heart chakra ones are my most challenging, gotcha. if I'm honest, because I have a lot of heart chakra stuff. I was well, I'm just nodding away, going, My lungs, my lungs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I inherited a lot of stuff too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know. It's amazing. And, but when we did that work with you in terms of just allowing it yes. to move through. There's a you, lot of acceptance going on a couple yeah, of years back. And releasing. Yeah. And now you just said to me before we started recording yeah. that your yep. health's never been better. Not, not for a long time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so when you change the perception um, and, and you know, like at, at the time when we were having those conversations about you, you trusted me. Yeah, and, of course. <laughs> but usually when someone sits in this chair for the first time, that trust isn't automatic. I know yes. that. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes I can lose the person because their own fears yep. get too loud um, and so it can be a really challenging, a challenging type oh, of person like you were to saying, heal. Yeah, yeah. And this is where I get a little bit um, out of out of sorts or a little bit bothered um, by um, healers that sit in this in this genre of heart um, chakra work because. I can make anyone feel good. They're pacifying. Yeah. Yeah. And, but really they're bypassing. They're spiritually bypassing. And I'm not, like, I don't want to generalize the sort and delete. No, of course. Uh, not everyone does that. No. But most of the mainstream um, programs, courses, offerings out there, are not really doing the work because they never really get you down to the root chakra through the sacral, through the solar and up into the heart. You've just said it. They do the, you know, it's work though too. There's a lot more work involved to do it holistic, like in entirety. Yeah. And that would lose people that lack the understanding that are coming to feel better. And then you're telling someone, dude, you've got to do the work. You've got to go back you know five paces and really start at the beginning mm-hmm. you lose so many people whereas if you can just walk in and make someone feel great and that it's almost another addiction isn't it they want to come back to you because they felt so good when can you see me again cha-ching i'm in love cha-ching 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 cha-ching, cha-ching. yeah but and it feels back, good of course it does yeah but even the person yeah. serving the healer it yep. feels amazing yeah, to see okay. people's hearts happy. Yes. yes. But I guess that's when you can get lost. Yeah, you can. Yep. And I see yep. it happen all the time. And yep. it doesn't mean that they're bad people, of no. course. It, they, they've just Not found... Not you're knowingly doing that. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's diff- it would change Because there are a lot of people out there that are like that. But, I mean, obviously the the ones that, that aren't intentionally yes. um, yep. using and abusing and preying on people's vulnerability... Yeah. Um, but when you know better, you can do better. Yeah. 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 So I can see how that would be frustrating for someone yeah. in your space. Well, this is why I stopped doing energy healing. Yeah. Yeah. You have, yeah. You've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I understand that. I fully respect that. Yeah. I love that, actually. Well, I, 
for start, thank goodness I can't be everything for everyone and I don't have time no. because it kind of was like a process of elimination and that was one of the first things to go because it's spiritual bypassing. Yeah. And I'm not a fan. So yeah. when it gets to this heart chakra center, um, if you're someone who is identifying right now, listening to this, just going, oh, my God, then. It's all good. You're not alone. You're no. in good company. But I'm telling you the quickest and the only way to guarantee that you never feel like this again is to come down to your root chakra and go all the way through. And it's really not as scary as it sounds. It's It sounds intimidating, but it's not. I take people through it all the time. And I do a thing called spirit alignment mentoring. And it is fortnightly sessions and you get six sessions. By session three, I've got you. So it's like six weeks and you are a whole different person if, you, if you're ready. You've got to be ready because if you're bullshitting yourself, I will call you. I will call you out on it. Will you? I will. <laughs> <laughs> so session three, six weeks in and you're done. I'm just giving you where you have to look finally. And the support. And the support. No and, and explaining it so that you understand it. Yeah. Because when you understand it, it's not scary. Yeah. When you understand it and have someone who will do it with you, it's not scary. Yeah. It's actually beautiful. And I always make sure I bring it to people's attention. What are you doing right now? And they're like, oh, my God, I'm smiling. Or like, and you're laughing? Because usually they'll, they'll giggle through all of this. And it's just like, I thought this was supposed to be work. What are yeah. you doing smiling and giggling? Yeah, right. Oh, that's nice. It's only because people just are naive or ignorant um, or they always hear it's work. You've got to do the work. Yeah. The universe never, just like I say with suffering, the, the universe never gave us anything that's not supposed to make us feel joyful. But there's got to be a dark and a light. But most people, I say to them too, it can really be this easy because how long have you been sitting in the dark? How long have you been hurting? You've done the dark. You've done the dark. Yeah. Yep. So don't you dare say, how can it be this easy? You've earned it. Yeah. You've earned the light. You finally got to the point of Bouncing no return. Bouncing shit out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So even though you might think, oh, fuck, I'm fucked. I'm doomed <laughs> because I'm sitting in my heart chakra right now and I'm going to be one of those people that speaks to Tracy and be in my heart chakra and she doesn't like those people. And she doesn't like me. No, it's not that. It's, it's actually just my greatest challenge, which is it's, actually, they're yeah. my favorite people. It's, yeah. They're my favorite because yeah. they're the ones that I get to serve. Like I serve everyone the same with myself, yeah. but they're the ones that I feel challenge me and my, my passion and my purpose to serve. You've got your toolbox out and you are using everything every in there. Trick in, every trick in the, in the, yeah. in the toolbox. Yep. But also I have heart chakra stuff still. It's part of me that still has to, ev I mean, still has to evolve. Well, we're all human. We've all got our bits. Don't yeah. We? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm no different either. And I, and all I want is, uh, freedom yep. from that cage around that heart area. Yep. So heart chakra meditations and things like that, they're great, but they're also pacifiers. So 
once again, I go against the stream <laughs> and run my own race and toot my own, not toot my own horn, what's the drum, dance to my own drum. Yes, dance my own to beat. the beat of your own drum. Toot my own horn. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong kind horn. of. <laughs> anyway. Yep. We're going to move on to the throat chakra. Yes. And this is the center for speaking your truth, but also um, also just using your voice. So sometimes using your voice is different to speaking your truth and sometimes it's the same, but they are two very different things in their own way. Now, if you identify as someone who regularly loses their voice, notices changes in their voice, has to clear their throat quite frequently, um, gets a sore throat, um, gets tonsillitis and those kinds of things, um, gets even like swollen glands in their throats, like all those typical things and it's recurrent. Um, it's, it's actually a really good thing sometimes. It's going to go one way or the other. Mm. One way it's going to tell you you're not speaking your truth and one way it's going to tell you that your truth is sitting there, you've just got to say it. So if you've done the work and you've gone from the root chakra so you feel safe and secure and you are sometimes alone but never lonely because you've got yourself, you've got your own back. If you are in your sacral and you are intimate with who you are and you speak your truth to yourself and you can trust yourself with where you're at, no bullshit. And if you are in your solar plexus and every day you try to maintain integrity and authenticity and who you are on the inside versus who you are on the outside, and if in your heart space you can breathe freely and deeply because there's no threat to control or acceptance. So you're not trying to control the situation and breathing shallowly. Then you will get to your throat chakra straight after that. And you will often notice that you lose your voice because your truth is changing. Your voice is changing. What is he saying is energy coming out that it, it needs to, it's got to come out and it's like a bottleneck. It's, it's like coming out because in this point here, it's like, that's it. You have, you have, you're at the point of no return. You speak, you let out a frequency of action and you yeah. set off a sequence of events. Big stuff. I could sit there and say to Matt, if I was go, if we're going back to that situation that I was describing earlier. The one where he cheated on me. No, my Matt. Oh, your Matt. Yeah. Oh, okay. where I'm a lesbian. The one where you loved me. Yes. Yep. Or attracted to me. Yeah. I love it how you just decided it was you. Anyway. I think you said my name. No, I said louder and louder. And then yeah, it reminds me right. of Laura. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I went there. Who wouldn't? Clearly. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, if I so was to, yeah, yeah. So my truth is sitting there yes. and it's hurting me. Yeah. Is hurting. Yep. It's letting me know I'm not speaking my truth and I've got work to do and I need to Speak. signal to come down to my Speak root one. chakra. Yeah. But I could have also done this work and have decided that today's the day that I'm going to speak my truth. The sequence of events that caught that your voice, it's, it's just a choose your own adventure. Yep. If I say I love you yep. and say nothing at all, then I'm stuck again. 
And if I say I love you, yeah, but I have something I need to tell you, it's a new sequence of events and therefore our life takes a different course yep. just through our voice. So this, this throat, this area where our voice shifts and changes, it, um, it's a very, very, very powerful chakra. They're obviously all very powerful in themselves, but this throat chakra is the final acknowledgement to your higher self. Yes. That you're ready for more. You're ready for the next. It voices that. It voices it. Literally. It voices it yeah. to your spirit, but your voice, literally, the frequency tells the universe energetically yep. that you're ready for the next. And this is why things like incantations. And mm, affirmations okay. are very yep. powerful. But if you're not feeling it because it's not coming through all of your systems, yep. if you're not feeling it and you're just saying it, you'll be just saying it for a long time and you'll be around a lot of people who just say it too. Mm. Yeah, you might get a small little slap back, little something back to keep you keep going with affirmations and the incantations. But if you really want it to be powerful, it needs to be congruent the whole way through with who you are at this point all your chakras that you've done the work on are spinning massively out of you right they're really wide they've got very wide mouths that go out um and they're very um they're it's it's a it's an, like your aura is made up of all these amazing things and mm. it's just um it, it's it's the ultimate space to be in now what happens next is very, very, very quickly when you've done all the work and usually the first time you do it's the hardest, then after that it gets easier and it, and the things come to you less frequently. You, you have less, um, less obvious signs that, shit, i got to go back down to my root chakra with this one. Right, okay. Um, but what happens is after that throat chakra, we get up to our third eye. Now, our third eye is our connection to the divine, our connection to our higher self, our connection to spirit. It's where we are able to see inwards uh, and it's where we are able to see clarity. Now, when we get to the third eye, that is our intuition being able to speak to us. However, we... If we've done the work and we're clear in our energy chakras and we get to that third eye, what we receive is awakening and we receive enlightenment. When we receive that, it sets off this awareness that I've got more to do. Yeah. So we release it through our crown chakra once that, once that awareness is clear, it won't, it won't move until it's clear. So at this point, we need to meditate. At this point, we need to connect with our guides. At this point, we need to learn from gurus and shamans and whoever you look to to learn, elders, sages, whatever. When you've got the understanding of what that enlightenment means, you open up your crown chakra and your whole entire soul and your spirit essentially just connects. And so your soul has this transcension. Wow. Ascension. Now, once that happens, the part of the enlightenment that you get, it's got nothing to do with any of the work that you've done. It's new. It's new information. 
So with that enlightenment might be that, okay, if now I realize that, hey, I have just left my husband, Matt, and I'm starting this new life of awareness where I'm going to live my truth as a female who is attracted to other females. If I was to then just go, okay, that's my truth and, and, and expect my physical reality to all of a sudden appear, like that, it doesn't work like that. And so this is where we have to recognize that it comes out of our crown, the energy, and then it goes like up to our soul and then it comes back around and down and goes back up through our root chakra again. So it's always just doing this circular loop. It's begins on loop. Again. Begins again. So then what happens is we go back up through the root chakra and we need to learn to feel safe in this new living, this new being. Yep. So if you were someone who moved to a different country, then when you come here, you need to ground yourself into that country. Yeah. You need to feel safe and secure there. You need to feel like it's home and you also need to feel like you're giving yourself space to be able to discover and to, to weed out any potential triggers or threats that threats, that new space yeah. might, might sort of bring up. Now, because you've already done the work and you know that the, the, the way through that is through being trust, like being truthful and intimate with yourself, yeah. how do you think that you do that? You, you meditate, you journal, you speak to your spirit guides, you bring in spiritual practices that keep you aware of your truth and in those intimate conversations at all times. And then you move it up to your solar plexus. So then when you meet new people in this new place, in this new town, you go out and you try and meet women or whatever it is, then you're authentic from the get-go. You're, you're not afraid to be seen. Yeah. You can be you. And then you get to the heart space and all of a sudden you're able to receive love. You're able to let love in. You're able to fall in love with a town or a city or, or a space that you that you've just discovered whatever whatever the newness is that you've got you're able to welcome love in yeah and then with your throat you're able to speak love and share love and teach love and guide when you have integrated all of that because what you've done is ultimately to get to the 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 heart chakra to receive love it basically means that you're able to receive love because you've given yourself love in the previous integration yeah the previous healing work so then when we get to our third eye, we're going to see, receive some sort of other enlightenment. Yep. And then it's going to come up through our crown chakra. Our soul's going to get to know it. And then it's going to come back down around again. And we're going to have to integrate the new one. The next. Yep. So until the day we die physically from this human experience, we have these chakras. We have this energy to transmute, to, to align, to heal. Now, Within those chakras sits all the energy from our ancestors and our past lives. So we access our soul's energy inside of there. So sometimes when we do the healing of these chakras and we get up to this enlightenment, sometimes the enlightenment that we receive is that, huh, like that's my mom or that's my grandmother or my father or my grandfather or whatever. When you get that in that enlightenment, you can bet your little tush that when you send it off into your, to your crown chakra and it escapes out, that their souls are also, even though they're in spirit, 
their souls are receiving the healing that you have provided because that awareness came to you. Wow. So you can receive it in past what you've done, but you can also receive it for what's to come in the future. For someone like me, this happens all the freaking time. How many times a day? (laughs) If I let it. (laughs) Um, Wow. Now, I talk a lot about chakras in my in my work in in my practice, um, and I wish more people could understand them and work with them more, because what it does is give a frame of reference, and there is so much that's known, like known, that it's really really kind of um, it's a great schooling. It's really great to, okay, I don't have to think about it. I just have to follow what they say about this. This is sort of ancient stuff almost, isn't it? And it's across like all scriptures. It's across all cultures. It's it's everywhere. They might have slightly different terms and um, ways that they they work with them energetically, um, but they all have so many common denominators in each. Yeah, because this is yep. spiritual wisdom. Yeah. And we are spiritual beings having a human experience and people need to stop giving themselves so much grief in trying to do it just as being a human. You can't. Yeah. That's not the point of it. Yeah. Embrace the spiritual side. Find something that you like. Evolve it. And, and work with it until it doesn't interest you anymore and then move on to the next. Beautiful. Yeah. I loved that. I've, you know, I've read this, that and the other on chakras, but I've never heard someone explain it the way that you just did. That's me. How it's integrated. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Cool. Love. I aim to please you, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. <laughs> and everyone else, I'm sure we're all going, ah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to listen to this back again. Yep. Got to just simplify it and just make it easy for people to get. Simplified in an hour. (laughs) Really? Was it that long? Yeah. Oh, but we do have a story to get to. So I'm going to read it for our wonderful listeners that are still tuning in. We're going to change um, paces from our chakra speak, which was so amazing. And I'm still taking it all in and loving it and loving you. But we have lots of letters and I'm going to get to one by the lovely Alice. So thank you, Alice, for writing in. You have photos as well. So they're going to go up on the socials. Yep. Here we go. I'm going to dive in. Hello, lovely ladies. Firstly, a big thank you for bringing the world this podcast. All of this information is so new to me and I'm well and truly hooked. That's awesome. Yay. I have little ghost story for you and a few subsequent questions. Okay. There have been a few times when I have felt spirits around. However, there was only been one time when I saw one. I was staying at my ex-boyfriend's place in Hong Kong. I randomly woke up, opened my eyes in the middle of the night and saw a man standing in the corner of the room looking out the window at the view. He was a good-looking Caucasian man, approximately (laughs) early 30s and wearing an army uniform. Nothing decorated but wore a baggy army hat, one that sort of flopped over. 
Anyway, I looked at him for just long enough to convince myself that I wasn't hallucinating and quickly hid under the covers. I tried to wake up my ex, but he just grumbled and rolled over. I never saw the ghost again, even though I ended up living there for three months. I... I never felt odd vibes and nothing weird ever happened until the day I was moving out of Hong Kong. I dropped a few things off to my ex and randomly the door to our old room opened while we were in the living room. I told my ex that I thought it was the ghost missing me and wanting me to move back in. <laughs> but he just laughed and told me I was full of myself, LOL. <laughs> my ex is still adamant that there was no ghost in that place. That's so funny. I'm definitely curious to know if this was real or just a hallucination from sleep paralysis. I like how it's like, or just a hallucination from, from sleep, sleep paralysis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's so casual. My goodness. Anyway, I don't think my brain could have imagined it, particularly the slight transparency slash glow, but you never know. I have attached some pics of me in Hong Kong apartment for context, although I can't see anything cool in them. Oh, I'm so curious if you can. Anyway, we'll get there. Um, the one where I'm wearing pink captures the corner where I saw the men. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have normal photos of myself there. <laughs> Alice, you, you, they're normal. It's all good. You're so cute. I am currently living in Melbourne in a place that definitely has or had spirit in here, which I have validated by a couple of people. I have tried to clear him, but I'm not convinced he's actually left. This one does do annoying things, e.g. makes loud noises and dropped a pot plant beside me while I was in the shower. Holy crapola. <laughs> I would love more info on how to clear spirits from your house and how long it usually takes for them to bugger off and transcend once you've tried <laughs> to move them on. To I don't off. think he's a bad ghost, but I'm not comfortable sharing my space with him, especially as I live alone. Fair call. Tracy, you have alluded a few times to ghosts coming into people's homes because their light is on. So my question is, can I open myself up spiritually to connect with my spirit guides, angels and ascended masters without opening the door for random ghostly folk to hang out with me? <laughs> my fear is totally messing with my vibe and bringing it right down. Apart from white lighting myself, is there anything else that I can do? I am also confused why I saw a ghost in Hong Kong, if that's what it was. When I felt like I've always had pretty clear boundaries about not seeing them, given that they have always scared me. What can I do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Surely I'm not the only scaredy cat out there. I'm totally a scaredy cat and I've never seen a ghost. I'm sorry if I missed any of these answers in any of the other episodes. I'm one of your naughty listeners that does not listen chronologically. You're not naughty. It's all good. Sorry for the long email. So Thank you. naughty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love you, Alice. You are the best. I'm going to do a poll. <laughs> chronological or not chronological? Do whatever the fuck you want, I say. <laughs> yeah, you're going to do it anyway. So have you got some photos? I do. Well, I do. I've looked at the photos yep. and I don't see anything in the photos, but um, I have spoken to the man in the war. Oh, go on. So and it's so, definitely a ghost. Yeah, definitely a spirit. So he let me know that he was actually killed in um, the Battle of Hong Kong. And so if you go on to Wikipedia, which is where um, I go for most things to get a little quick, little brief Synopsis. summary. Yep. Um, the Battle of Hong Kong, which was in December in 1941, 
also known as Defence of Hong Kong and the Fall of Hong Kong, was one of the first battles of the Pacific War in World War II. On the same morning as the attack on Pearl Harbor, which was in Hawaii, um, forces of the Empire of Japan attacked the British Crown Colony of Hong Kong without declaring war against the British Empire. The Hong Kong garrison consisted of British, Indian and Canadian units, also the Auxiliary Defence Units and Hong Kong Volunteer Defence Corps. This young man, I believe, was Canadian, um, which was interesting when um, I was sort of merging with his energy, I kept seeing the Canadian flag and I'm thinking Canada in Hong Kong. Yeah. Like I couldn't figure out uh, because I'm not that, I don't know, aware of of war history and and in that much detail. Yeah. Um, And so I was really um, reading all of that originally just thinking, uh, still not getting Canadian, like where's the Canada flag? And then when I finally read... The Hong Kong garrison consisted of British, Indian and Canadian units. Yeah. I was just like, oh, thank goodness. So this is where he's from. So he's from the 19, well, he was, he, well this was in 1941 and he died in that, in that battle. Um, so he was young. He was only 26, he's shown me. Um, oh. he, and it, there's a reference of very, very close to my 27th birthday. Um, and he was going to be celebrating it over there and, he, and they'd had plans to celebrate Um and he was excited about that because I think they were going to go and watch some girls sing and dance. Does sound exciting. It does for the war. Yep. It, that, you know, did you, fun fact, when I was in high school, I was an Andrew Sisters in one of the oh, musicals. Yep. And we oh. got to sing Boogie Boogie Bugle Boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's shown me that they, the boys were really excited to go um, because it was going to be one of their nights off. And I think that he keeps showing me flipping coins. Um which I can only think of two up, but um, that's I don't think that's what it is. But he just keeps flicking coins everywhere, so right. I'm not sure what the reference of that is. I don't know if it's a Canadian thing or a war thing. I don't know. Apart from two up, I can't think of what flipping coins would be. Just to decide something to do. You no, know, well, it's not even decide. Well, it's that's fun. Like whatever they, do, it's a fun. It's like it's a, a game. It's a game. They're right. having fun, um, and I can just hear lots of old music. It's just wow. very, um, very 1940s music um but he was um a very vibrant um young man I believe he had two sisters back at home um his dad was also in the war I think his dad might have been killed in the same battle he's referencing that his dad had something to do with his like his neck or the back of his head or um some kind of trauma to the back of his head that's how he died that's how he died um, but I don't think he knew that. Like, that's why I think they died in the same battle. How did this guy die? Um, hmm. Shrapnel, shrapnel wounds with infection. Oh, so it wasn't... He wasn't in... No. He was in hospital. Um, The smell's disgusting. It's a really, really bad... I can't imagine what, like, uh, gangrene and, and, like, I can't imagine what that would smell like, but this is what I think it would... Like, what I can smell is what I think it would smell like. Rotten. Rotten. And probably pussy. Yeah. Infection plus rotten flesh. Sorry. Yeah, but that's what I can smell. But 
he's showing shrapnel wounds um, and fever. So, like, yeah. he, he would have infection. died of an infection from his wounds. Awful. Um, he had a sweetheart back home. Um, and he lost the photo. He didn't have it in the hospital. But he's showing me my, my I had her imprinted in my brain, so it didn't matter. Like ever etched in his memory. Yeah, it's so sweet. Um, he's really thirsty too. He just, I think he was probably dehydrated as well. Well, with the fever. Yeah. Mm, true. Why was he there? Why did Alice see him? Just because? Was it near his birthday or something? No, um, there's someone, like, he's watching something out the window. Um, It was just a coincidence that she was there and that she could see him. But he's he's looking at something or someone out the window. He's watching. He's there. He's watching, um, like, surveillance almost. I think he might just be, like, um, reliving. He's a bit stuck, is he? Mm, Not in a bad way. Like, he doesn't feel stuck. Oh, right. He's quite a, a pleasant spirit. Um, I think he was just just going through what he would usually just go through. Yeah, okay. But where she was, like, in that apartment was not obviously the apartment back in 1940. Whatever it was was Like army barracks or something if he's in Maybe. uniform. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether the location of those apartments... Or if they were surveilling in that area. Yeah. Like he was actually working at that time. Mm. But it's like he's in like a, he's up high. So he's got a, it's like a vantage point access, like um, visibility access. And it's kind of like, I'm aware that I'm up here so I could see better from where oh, I'm up. Okay. Um, he didn't, he wasn't like a, he didn't have a big job in the army. Like he was just a, just a, a kid in the army. Um, just doing his thing. Wow. He, um, has this real sentiment of, um, not all of us were there. Um, not all of us that were there were afraid. So for some of them, I think it was, um, their first experience of camaraderie and, um, brother, Brotherhood. Like a brotherhood. Mateship. Mateship. Um, and lots of lots of joy. Like they, they made sure that the joy was there. Yeah. Because he's just he's just a happy, happy spirit. Um and he just gave me a name. I don't know if it's a surname or a first name, but it's Ewan, E-W-A-N. 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 Canadian Ewan. Ewan. Is Canadian a, is Canadian a Ewan name? (laughs) (laughs) Is Ewan a Canadian name? Well, we should be able to, we can backtrack. On that war and the Canadian person with the name Ewan in it. We'll have a look and validate that online probably. Maybe. On one of our socials. Mm. 
Oh, the first thing that came up, 2,000 military records. <laughs> well, that'll be fun going through those. Hmm. Um, oh, okay. Ewan is Scottish. Yes. Um, but also Jewish. Oh. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's him. And then we've got um, her question, how do we get rid of spirits without making them angry? Yes. Is that essentially the question? I think so. <laughs> um, so. So she's tried. Yes. But this is where she's staying in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. So she's living in Melbourne now and she feels as though um, there's someone there which has been validated by a couple of other people and she's tried to clear him, mm -hmm. but she doesn't feel as though he's gone. Just does annoying things. Yes. Yeah. Like she says, you know, like he's not a bad ghost, um, just mischievous. Yeah. Um, so he's not doing as he's told. <laughs> no. Um, and she lives alone, so it's yeah. scary. Um. I'm interested to see how, how she's had it validated by other people um, because I actually feel um, I actually feel like it's a child. Oh, a cheeky so one. I'm looking back to try and see how she knows that it's a male in, in the Melbourne place. Because she just goes straight to I've tried to clear him. Yep, she's referenced he and him a bit. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's a bad ghost. I actually think it's a child. Children are usually the um, the mischievous ones. It's very rare that the adult spirits will be like that. Um, sometimes, too, the adult spirits that can be like that, they may, um, they may actually be... Um, they may actually have been humans that had some kind of cognitive impairment, oh, like right. dementia or okay. Alzheimer's. Yep. Um, or they could be um, adults as humans who um, suffered with um, like a addiction, like alcoholism or drug addiction. Right. Because um, they can get they can get mischievous too. They they're just unpredictable. Is probably the better the better word, and this one feels a little bit unpredictable. Um, and yeah, her, you know, where she says that um, her fear is totally messing with her vibe and bringing it right down. Yeah. Uh, the best thing that you can do is uh, simply just talk to them, um, and don't be presumptuous or assume anything about them. Uh, and it's more a matter of. Um, if you're, I'm sort of like half here, half not, because I'm trying to connect to what's going on down there and it's just. It's okay. It's what we're all here for. <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself. We're all listening in. Yeah. It, I just can't imagine what it's like to listen to me going, because uh, 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 I'm like, I'm like, literally that's what my energy is doing. It's like, mm, mm, yeah. it's like traveling. Um, and I'm trying to read as well to make sure that I can get some answers if she's given me the answers already. Um you have alluded a few times to ghosts coming into people's houses because their light is on. So, 
my question is, can I open myself up spiritually to connect with my guides, angels, and ascended masters without opening the door for the random ghostly folk to hang out with me? That's a good one. It Lots is because there's a few there's a few that. different questions in here as yes. well. Okay, so with the spirit that's there, I don't actually feel like it is a grown male energy. I feel like it's a childlike energy, and I can't even tell whether it's masculine or feminine. I just feel like it's childlike. Um, and I feel that really they're just looking for attention. And so if you were to give them attention and find, um, play, find it playful, as annoying as it can be and as scary as it can be, um, they're going to, whoever it is, is going to pick up on your energy and use it to just do more, except they're thinking that you're liking it (laughs) and it's playful and mischievous. So you want to think about it as playful. So you could play back. Yep. Not scary. Yeah. Yeah, Not scary. So you could play back. So you could leave it some things, see even if you can leave it some age appropriate toys, just to see whether you can see whether it's a child, like I think it might be. So you could figure out what age the child is by leaving certain toys out at different times to see whether they interact with them. Wow. Especially if they're that that busy. Yeah. You know, if they're pushing pot plants and, and doing lots of fun stuff, then if you leave them something and let them know you want to interact, they will. Or so not. Yeah, or not. <laughs> so you can you um you can use gender appropriate toys as well. Um and I know again, like I don't want to generalize, but um if we're thinking about they're spirits drawn to it sometimes. If we're thinking about spirits yeah. that have crossed over, they're going to be very um they're going to be very gender specific. Uh, little girls are going to know their little girls and little boys are going to know the little boys as spirits because yep. that's what they identified as. Yep. So leave little dolls. Um, boys, you could leave little cars um, and just see which one, which one they interact with. And it might take weeks, months before you have actually get an interaction. But if everything else is quiet, then that's okay. If they're not interacting with it, but everything else is still going on the way that it's been going on, then change the change the age appropriateness of the toys, and maybe leave like um comp- like a little or maybe an old phone or a radio or something or even um like a coloring in book or a book open up with like a babysitters club book or something that's teenageish and and you just leave a couple of pages open and just see if the pages turn. Um, you could leave a ball, just just th- get creative and think. Mm. Um, but then you could equally, if you feel that it is an older adult male, then you could equally um, play and have fun too and um, maybe just leave the TV on and just say, hey, I've got the football on for you, but the cricket's on the other channel if you wanted to watch it. And then just notice if there's any kind of interaction that lets you know that they're happy with the football that they want the cricket on. It's really just giving them time. So if you're gonna if you're gonna spend the time being aware of it, then spend the time figuring it out because they're just there. Like they're not there to hurt you. They can't hurt you. So get to know them. Um, second question: Yes, you can do all of that work without inviting them in. I do it all day, every day. <laughs> um, it is boundaries, but at the same time. Um, and I know she said that her fear is messing with her vibe and that's the problem. You need to be really, really freaking intentional with what you're doing. It has to be no ifs, no buts, no kind of weakness or any in 
It just needs to be, this is my space. You are not allowed in here while I'm doing this. So find a space in your home where, or a space wherever you want to be, where you create almost like a sacred space of whether it's a circle, you could do crystals around you, you could do plants around you. You don't have to do things around you, but you could just do an energetic space. And you could just say, when I'm inside this space, you're not allowed in here. And so then in that space, you can open up and do your work. When I'm in my bedroom, you're not allowed in here. So you can do your work in your bed. It's really just a matter of thinking about it. If this was a person standing here, what would you say to them and how would you say it? And just say it. It, They're just picking up on your energy. So if they pick up that your energy is a bit wishy-washy, then they'll come in if they want to, especially if they're mischievous. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But also having spirits in your home, um, they're not going to bother you in those practices if they're if they're happy in your home. It's only if they're unhappy in there that they're going to bother you. So if they're bothering you, then make them happy. <laughs> or move them along. Or move them along. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Have someone move them along. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can ask them to leave. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work, have someone do it. Yeah. But there's people are all different people are happy with different levels of activity in their home. Yeah. Uh, there are so many people that come here and just say, so I've got a resident ghost in, in my house and the kids know who he is and, you know, everyone just says hi and, and we, and we set them a, t- a seating at Christmas and whatever. And, and it's just like, I, I don't know, um, like I'm not afraid and I don't want him to go, but you know, is there something more I could be doing? And it's fine. Yeah. You know, and people don't care. And then other people are just like, oh, my God, like I can't go home until it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, just keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. See you yeah. later. Off you go. On you go. Off you trot. I've called Tracy. a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> she can help you. <laughs> would you like me to get you some help? Yeah. <laughs> Happy to help. One Happy knock possible. for yes, two for no. <laughs> Don't really knock though. We're in the wrong place. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you can absolutely get them to move on if you want to. You can absolutely have them stay if you want to. And if they do stay and they are happy, then they won't bother you in those practices. Yeah, they're not there to bother you. And if they do stay and they're unhappy, then they might bother you. In which case you need to make them happy or ask them to move on if you're not going to make them happy. It's like having a pet. (laughs) Or a plant. Don't have it if you're not going to look after it. Yeah. There's a responsibility of being a ghost owner. A ghost ghost friend. (laughs) There's a responsibility. Mm. Yeah. My goodness. Mm -hmm. This has been a very big episode. It has. How you doing? I'm all right. That's great. (laughs) Somehow we always get through it. Somehow we did, and I hope you, dear listeners, have gotten through it too. It might have taken three or four stop starts or more. And I didn't mean to sound rude just then when I said somehow we get through it because the podcast is something we love to do and it's not a labour of love. I've just been um, going through a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Labouring away. (laughs) Yeah, and um, tonight was kind of one of those, not let's do it, we're going to record, I'm fine, I I can do it. Yeah. Um, So that's what I meant by that, so... It's yeah, all good. I d- didn't mean. <laughs> In my <laughs> mind, I thought we were going to do, you know, like 
Bang a short, sharp, sweet one out. And here I we know. are. <laughs> Bang a short, sharp, sweet one out. <laughs> My mat was just like, you're going to do two episodes or one. They're like, I don't know. We'll see how we go. <sighs> Three like, hours later. Out, go. And no. here we are. Anyway, no. thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Turns Out She's Psychic. We love yeah. you so much. And we've got a really, really, really exciting announcement coming soon. So check socials. Ooh. Ooh. It might have something to do with someone turning one. Oh, our baby. All of us. It's our Toss. birthday. Tosp and the Tospies turns one. Yep. yep. We're really excited. Might have a little shindig soiree. Mabes. 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 All right. Take care. Bye. If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at tospsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at turnsout underscore she's psychic and over on Facebook at tospodcast.